swinging free kick and a chance here for Kelly. He scored! David Kelly! Trackman a level against all the odds! Jennings. There's the kick. Scoreboards! This is Buxton, away from Backinson, this is Pringle, now Caprice, Caprice with the cross, the header, it's in, it's Connor Jennings! Tramere Rovers, who's double dip, led to their world caving in, could be getting back to where they were in double quick time. Right then, folks, what's happening? This is Tramia Podcast. We're back. This is not a post-match reaction podcast. This is, it's not even our monthly review podcast sort of thing that we haven't done this season, since pre-season. It's a podcast that we haven't done since Brabin got sacked back in September or October 2016, was it? Just, I think it was the third episode that we ever did of the, of this podcast when we, we were the official one. And then... Um, it's the first like manager sacking since, isn't it? We've had four relatively clean sailing, clear sailing years. Uh, at this is Tramia on Twitter, uh, at Matt Hibbert, and I'm joined by the illustrious podcast panel. The boys are back in town. Paul, Big Mouth, Big Time Harper, and Jake here was somehow, I don't know how, but he's in Shawshank prison, and someone is a big red, is it? What's his name? Uh, Morgan Freeman's character. I imagine. He's got you a poster of I don't know, not Rita Hayworth. What who's your sort of female no. hunk? What's happened this time is Go all the guards have been furloughed and we've pretty much just got free run of the land. Oh, God, amazing. And someone got into the IT office and got the password off the back of the skybox. Easy so, as that. Because as we yeah. all know, everyone in prison has full sky digital, don't they? It's full sky. Oh, yeah, they have fiber optics to make sure it reaches every cell, yeah. <laughs> See, I can't even get Virgin Media in, in my house. But you've got fiber optic broadband in Shawshank Prison. It's ridiculous, isn't it? Um, at JKO Double H, isn't it, still as well? Yeah. And, um, the, I mean, we had the great breaking news happen during the post-match show on, on Saturday uh, where Jacko, Mike Jackson, was relieved of his duties by Mr. Palios. And so the last 48 hours, we're recording this on, on Monday afternoon slash evening, has been rife with um, speculation, rumours, of who the new Tramia manager is going to be. First of all, before we get into that, we should probably just say, what are the general thoughts on Jacko's short tenure as the the gaffer? You both worked with him, didn't you, of course? Um, it, w- it was... I always had this, obviously, hopeful feeling of Jacko starting up, but I, I always had this feeling, and I've said it on here before, I still somewhere in the back of me feel like Jacko was maybe the brain behind the operation. I don't know why. I, I don't know why I think that. I've just always, the way it came across to me, I always thought maybe Jacko is a brain, but Mickey was like the real motivator. And Mickey, like, and that's what a manager needs to be. There's some managers who don't have anything to do with the training sessions, don't have really anything to do with, like, Monday to 
say Monday to Thursday. Ronnie Moore was like that, wasn't he? Ronnie yeah, Moore was a very much uh, never on the training ground. And smash all the team talks out. And like that's just how they prefer to operate. But I feel like that may have been for me, that's the one part where I can maybe say I feel like that maybe that's where Jacko was lacking. The like the social like the motivator side to be able to reel. I always said though the thing I always said about Mickey is well getting players to run through walls for him. And Jacko maybe less so because Paul Paul was right when he said he he was always so like strictly professional and he was he was the ultimate professional every time I ever seen him, but I don't know if he'd have been able to build up that like respect and that like to really was, make the players really want to die for him the way I think a good manager does get his players. He was a bit drill sergeant like is what people who play for him. Do you know what I mean? Like like you say, where's Mickey could be Mickey was very good at knowing which players needed, you know, a rollicking, a fucking telling off, and which players would react to an arm around the shoulder and a you know like you look at Norse, Norse is very much someone who needs an arm around the shoulder and telling, You're fucking this good. I believe in you. Where there's other players you know, need like I imagine like Maka or someone like that need someone to be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" You, you know what I mean? And yeah, some I think players that's why they were such. Yeah, that's why I think they were such a great partnership and all the great, you know, duos, managerial duos, assistant managers and managers normally have that, don't they? Like good cop, bad cop reputation almost. Yeah, definitely, um, definitely. It's just, I mean, how many games? Like, I mean, Paul, do you mind just leaving for a bit? Me and Jake can have a chat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um, it's a. Uh, I don't know because you've not been on for a while, Jake. But what what have you? How many games have you seen? And what are your general thoughts on the you know first what? ten games? I haven't got an eye follow, but I've got a way of getting into the games. May or may not be legal, <laughs> but um, so I've Go got like uh, sorry, what I've got snippets of most of the games rather than full games. Um, when when it's gone in and out, basically. Well, when you're in prison, you get what you take, and you take what you can. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. But I've felt, obviously, you, it's, it's been said so often, but it, it, it's been, like, lacklustre. But it's that that's always one of two things. And for me, at the minute, I felt like it was a... Towards the end of it, especially, I felt like it was a mixture of both. It was... I heard you say it on the last podcast, Matt, about confusion. And, you know, there's no clear, like... No one really knows, like... Plan A, what's Plan A, what's Plan B, like what? No one really has a good idea of what's going on. But then I think it also falls into what Paul says about um, the players not really wanting to take responsibility either. And there was one point which I just want to touch on now, um, because I know it got highlighted a lot after the game. When we got beat by everyone. It could be anyone. Who slapped us 4-0 last? Um, Crawley Crawley last Tuesday yeah. out, didn't he? Peter Clark screaming at the sideline not happy at all and it can't be the fan because there's no one there I hope it was at the line because I will say no matter what the circumstances if that's at Jackson or any anyone in the dugout as Peter being an experienced pro I don't agree with that at all Um if he was screaming at the manager. Yeah, if he's screaming at the manager or any of the coaching staff, because no matter what, I think 
if Jacko wants something to be done in a certain way, you're big enough and ugly enough, just do it. Because it, it push. I've, I've always said to players, if worse comes to worse, you're not getting fucking sacked. The play, the manager's getting sacked if worse yeah. comes to worse. You've got your two-year contract. And for me, I just think, for an experienced pro especially, we've got a very young side. We've got a lot of very young players. And for them to see Peter Clark, age 30, late 30s, whatever he is, if, he, if it was what it looked like, still there screaming at a manager in the middle of the game, what message does that send to anyone about how to treat Mike Jackson for the rest of his tenure? I think it, it does become difficult for anyone who was there and seen it to... Yeah, for me, that I was very uncomfortable reading that. I didn't like that at all from Peter Clark. And I hope the next manager, whoever he may be, is just someone who can strike fear into players now and someone who can sort of maybe put them back in line and get them running through walls because I think well, that's what need again. You want almost someone, a well-respected manager, don't you? Someone who's achieved things as a manager so that players, even players like Clark, your older, um, you know, more professional players like that will be like, I respect what he's achieved and I'm going to, I'm not going to, you know, but again, like we said, we don't know who was shouting at. Was he shouting at the liner? Yeah, that's what I mean. It could be anyone. I'm just thinking... If it Worst was, case scenario, that, yeah. Like, that's not great. If, as, as I'm saying, Sauce could have been screaming anything and Crawley have just put that out as a little bit of bait. <laughs> yeah, and it, it worked, didn't it? Because it's been playing on your mind for the week. Oh, it's pissed me off big time, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Paul, you've... Well, we, we've spoke about it at length over the, the last... 10 games, you know, one really one decent performance at Cambridge, really, where we saw what Jackson wanted to do and the players applied that game plan and we played really well. We should have won the game. We had the goal disallowed, which wasn't outside, but, you know, we should have won that game like 2 3 4 nil. We didn't. And ever since, I mean, was that for the fifth game of the season, fourth game? We all came, you know, there was real... Um, Optimism after that performance wasn't a real thought that yeah you know, we pushed on from here. Then we beat Scunthorpe, but we never pushed on. Obviously, then we had the outbreak, the COVID outbreak. We went and put in a brilliant backs backs to the wall performance at Salford, got the late point. But since then, it's been downhill, and it's been downhill like you're on the bloody oblivion at Alton Towers. It's just been a descent into hell. And I think that the main thing we've all said is that it's not the results. Forget the results haven't been there either. Besides the the South End game, the performances have got worse and worse, and it, they bottomed out with the Crawley performance, I think. But then that performance on Saturday was, as we said, it just a disgrace. We didn't really touch on it really on Saturday because of the breaking news that happened with Jackson being sacked. Mm. Well, what, what are your general thoughts on again? Like you worked closely with Jacko longer than Jake. Even you, you know, you were communications guy before the, you know, the incidents that led to your departure from the club, which, we, again, legally we can't talk about because of the non-disclosure agreement. Um, but your thoughts on, you know, because, again, we didn't really touch on this on Saturday again, um, the the first 10 games of the season, where we are, and just, you know, how you feel about Jacko going and his, his managerial tenure being such a failure? Yeah, I mean, I don't want to repeat what I said on, on Saturday, going over old ground, but <clears throat> as, as Jake said, it was... Lackluster, um, slow pedestrian, <clears throat> no real aggression, no real sort of 
further to get forward and stuff like that. And yeah, you're right. One game we played well in what 12, 13 games in total. And it's not good discount enough, is it? the discount the uh, the Mickey Mouse Cup games or whatever. But um, yeah, just just not good enough. We weren't seeing any any improvements. Echo what Jake said about Peter Clark, and if he was having a go, that's not no real leadership skills there. It's uh, probably the opposite that he's, that he's showing. Um, but yeah, if 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 things like that happen, you know, there's only one outcome, and it's it's the manager getting getting the boot. It's not the players. So it's one of them things. A really good coach, really good bloke, um, and I think you touched on it. Man management probably. There's maybe a, a little bit of a, a skill that he needs to work on. Obviously, he's not really had to have that hands-on man management sort of experience in the past, being an assistant. Um, and maybe that was the one thing that he lacked and couldn't quite motivate the uh, the players to get the, the best out of him. But um, I'll say again, like the players get away with murder, don't they? So um, he loses his job. They're there for another two years or whatever. Um, yeah. They need to pull the socks up, and whoever comes in, um, albeit you'll normally get a reaction straight away. You know these players need to need to start showing what they what they're all about, not just the first two or three games under a, under a new manager. This is the case of you need to uh, be professional and, and show us how good you are. Why why you've been brought to a big club like this? Because. Uh, performances so far just been far far from uh, what we expect was it you used to do the robot Mickey used to get you to do the robot for Jacko was it yeah yeah this is not going out as a video is it uh, well it can do <laughs> would you like to do the robot and we can make it a video <laughs> <laughs> I remember didn't, didn't we have didn't Nors say after we did the podcast with Norse a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah, Norse said he, a lot of things, didn't he, that he day? He was going to do the robot. <laughs> Norse <laughs> let a lot of cats out the bag that day. I tell you what, mate, there was absolute chaos, wasn't there? And Ollie Banks being, getting in touch, being like, I, you need to get me on now. Some home truths need to come out. But then didn't Norse, after we the first ever ones we did with Macker and Lee Vaughan back in 2016, didn't Norse text you, Jake, going, I need to get on? I've been, he got just hammered on the first two episodes ever. Yeah, it takes you going like again. His word was some home shoes need to be like. I mean, a lot. You know, great. It was great. Wasn't we used to get the players on, and they just used to rip into each other and tell. Well, tell the truth, but then there was yeah, just ah, oh, good times. Oh, get us back in that national league. That's what I say. I know we 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 were um, applauded for turning the players against each other. How did that work? The best one was Paul. Do you remember? Noah's wanting to see me house. And he went up, remember the, the staircase in the front room yes. going up to the bedroom? And he, he had his slides on and he like clipped his toe and nearly rolled his ankle. And I was just thinking, can you imagine if Noah <laughs> was out for the season because he fell down my stairs? I, forget it, like I'd have been finished. Yeah. Oh, what a story. Uns, uns, there's um, never before told anecdotes there, you get them for free. It's... um. It's been weird. Like, what sort of you put a tweet out today, didn't you? On this is Tramia Paul on, on our Twitter at this is Tramia, by the way, if you're not already following. And what's the general consensus as Jake's, Jake's dog shows up? He's eating a carrot. Oops, uh, unbelievable. Jasper. Um, 
Paul, what's the general consensus been about? As we should probably we'll move on now to like new manager talk, which is you know what this podcast is about. So, what sort of? Um, well, should we just run down the, the main candidates first, Paul? If you want to go through them, there's probably about five or six, isn't there? But there's two or three realistic ones and a few that you know maybe more fantasy land ones. But you know, you never know, do you? Oh uh, yeah, so I put the uh, put the message out about. Uh managers and uh screenshotted the uh, the odds from uh our friends at uh, a company that we're not gonna mention unless they pay us. So um Nigel, Adkins, uh, Nigel Adkins is the uh, odds on favourite with that yep. at the minute, ten to eleven. And then there's the likes of Graham Alexander, Sol Campbell, can't see that happening. Uh John McGreal, Anthony Barry, who was Paul Cook's assistant at Wigan. Yeah, uh, he was in the summer, apparently. Yeah. Chelsea now, I think, isn't he? Yeah, and then 14-1, um, to 1, we've got Andy Parkinson, Danny Cowley, Lewis Miller, which is a <laughs> bit of a left-field one. Where's Paul Harper on the list? Paul Cook and Robbie Fowler. So all of these are dead realistic, I imagine. Um, yeah, Lewis Miller and uh, Robbie Fowler. I think... Um... I think the ones that I've said, I said this on Twitter on, on Saturday night. I think Paul Cook and the Cowleys are, I'd be, I'd be astonished if either of them would drop down to League Two level. Again, they've both been there, they've both done it. Obviously, Paul Cook took Chesterfield out of League Two, didn't he? Took them to the League One playoffs and has since got Portsmouth promoted out of League Two and did that incredible job at Wigan. You know, almost kept them up despite all that went on, the points deduction last year. He's earned the right to, you know, basically pick his next club. It will be a championship club, I presume. Um, or at least League One. Yeah, exactly. A, a big, it'll be like a, a Sunderland or something like that, one, one of those big League One clubs, like a Sunderland or Ipswich. Same with the Cowleys. That everything they achieved at Lincoln, and you're seeing, it's a bit annoying in a way, isn't it, that they left, and they left um, Lincoln in such a great state that they're now, you know, 18 months on from leaving. Their top of League One under is Appleton there now. Michael Appleton's there, yeah, isn't Michael he? Appleton, um, yeah. And yet Mickey let has left us, and um, we've just gone turned into an absolute shit show. And Michael Appleton had a slow start at Lincoln, by the way. He did, yeah. That they didn't do that. Well, Mike Jackson you know, were, might have been the Michael Appleton. He might have been all Mike. Yeah, but unfortunately, didn't get the chance, did he? It's different. If you're in League One, you can take a bit of more chance, isn't it? Because you're not. Again, the thing I always said when we first ended up getting relegated down up into the National League, it's my, I never wanted to get relegated at League One because I said, once you're in League Two, you have one bad season and that's it. You're out the league. And that's, exa- that's exactly what happened. I'm not right often, if ever, but I was completely right about that. I said, if we get, the, as soon as we go out of League One, we've been in there for like 18 years, I'm stupid. And it was 15 years we'd been in League One, I think, wasn't it? And we went straight into League Two, had a terrible season and got relegated out of the league, and it took us three long years to get out. I don't, I, like, I really can't see us getting relegated again. Like, it would have to be just, as Paul, don't you smirk at me. Can you imagine? Like, 17.01 on the 2nd of November, Matt Hibbert says. <laughs> I text one of my friends after the. Last result. Simply just say. Jake, I don't know what's happened there. Your, your audio's dropped even lower than our performances in the recent weeks. 
sorry. There um, you go. I text a friend after the uh, whatever the last loss was. Is they've all bumbled into one big loss at the minute. Yeah, it's hard, isn't it? Morkham, Morkham. After oh, the yeah. after obviously just before the Jack announcement, and I text him to say back to back, then back to back, then back to back with the thumbs down emoji. And I honestly think. No, it won't happen. I, I, I am, I am on the wind up there. It won't happen. There's a few teams in it, but we're lucky. We're lucky that I think there's. I, I screenshot the bottom seven, seven, eight teams in the league. I scribbled out the teams who I think can move up the league, and there was still about five teams who I believe are also shite. Who are just, I think, no matter how bad we play, I think the seven points we've got now will keep us above them anyway. You think that's so. bad? Well, we know. Well, we got nine points. Nine. Well, I think whatever point now it might might be nine. Yeah, is it nine? I think whatever points we're on now, I think Southend could play for fucking three seasons and wouldn't get. Yeah, oh, there. We were that bad and still beat Southend comfortably. <laughs> so I'm hoping there's one base gone. But then I was saying this last year about Bolton. I was saying with yeah. Bolton, there's one place gone because they're on minus twelve. So we've only got to finish. And I think I had Southend as a write-off too. So I was saying, we've only got to finish. It's like a one-place relegation battle. And we and found we it, managed mate. to get it. So <laughs> yeah, I think this year we're in a one-place <laughs> relegation fight again. So hopefully we, this year we're not the, the second worst. And we fucking did. Smashed it, mate. Look at that. <laughs> they said it couldn't be done, but we did it. He said, it's all right. We There's only one place up for, up for fighting for. And we managed yes, to please. <laughs> Where do we sign? Um, what do you then? The, like we should go through each of us. Who, who do you, who do you want realistically, and then who do you think we'll get? We'll start with Paul. I don't know who I want to be honest. Think of those names that I've read out. None of them really grab my imagination that much, to be honest. Cook or the Cowleys is really ones you'd want. Yeah, that's it. But, like, well, I, I just can't see it. Yeah, I don't think we're going to get them. Have either of you watched the This Is Sunderland documentary? I can't think of what it's called now. Yeah, I think Sunderland Till I Die. Sunderland Till I Die, right. Have you seen in season one where they have the scout meeting? If you remember this, you'll know where I'm going with it. <laughs> and in season one, I think it's episode two or three, they have a scout meeting and the chief scouts turns to the room and says, bear in mind Sunderland at the bottom of the champ. well, yeah, I think the bottom of the championship at this point. And he turns to the room and says, why am I seeing Zlatan Ibrahimovic on this list? <laughs> and that is how I feel when I see the Cowleys linked to Tramia Rovers. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not going to happen. Like, I, I, like I said in the voice note to you you lads before the, um, before the last one, obviously I would love it. And, I see so many little clips on Twitter. There's a page I follow called The Coaches Voice who do a lot with the Cowleys and get down for a lot of little, little interviews and things and take snippets. And they seem fantastic in the work they do in the club. Obviously, the results speak for themselves. But like the atmosphere they, they manage to build in the clubs, they seem fantastic. But why would they want to come to Tramier Rovers? They've, they've like, done this. With, they've already done this with Lincoln and proven that they are... Like you say, a top league ones club like a Sunderland, like an Ipswich, or their championship teams. They like, will I know just... full well, even if we offer them today. 
we can't offer them as much as the next club can, and they'll know full well in the next two or three months they'll be a much bigger club than Tramia Rovers in League One, in a much better position than Tramia Rovers. Still available, will come knocking. So yeah, or, or a mid-table championship club. Yeah, I think they'll just be patient and then take take a good one. I'd be. I just think if if Cook or um, the Carlies took it, I'd be astonished. Like I'd be astonished. I. I think the, the realistic... Be a, Go on, Paul. be a stepping stone. Um, you know, like um, keeping the stock high, quite high, um, you know, for like three or four months until something better came up. And whether the club want to be, want to be, you know, a club, a stepping stone for someone just to, to kind of use them, if you like. Maybe not with sure. Cook, but I'm not sure about the Cowleys. I don't. The Cowleys don't need that stepping stone. No, no, I know. But the thing, uh, with, the, the thing with the Cowleys Paul, Paul is been on the telly, he? he must yeah, be getting well paid. For doing all that. Stuff. The thing with so, the Cowleys is, um, they go into a club, they want complete control, don't they, of, of the club, like the youth teams, transfers. Would Palios is he the kind of guy who would be willing to give up? complete control of the football side to the Cowleys. Like, I don't think he is. I think Mickey is someone who, who he, he always wanted complete control and he never got it. And I think that was always, there was always quite a, you speak to people who who know more than us, certainly more than me, and they always said that, that you know, Palios and Mickey never, they never quite saw eye to eye um, over a lot of things. Which makes you know, our performances just all the more incredible. And it's weird. I saw someone say this. I think it was on Twitter. Or it might have been on somewhere else. He said, it's weird, though. You look at the managers we've had, right? You look at Adams. He backed Adams big time. Brabin was backed big time. Was Mickey backed? Certainly, like, when we're in the conference, I'll say, yeah, he was. But League 2 and League 1, he wasn't backed, was he? You look at the players, certainly, like, you look at the business we did the summer, we got promoted into the Football League and we end up signing Cole Stockton the day before the start of the season, missing out on, you know, there was there weren't rumours, it's fact that we ended up with sixth and seventh choice players for positions because we just couldn't afford or wasn't it supposedly investment was coming some weight, there's no point having to sign, you know, well, players like Cole Stockton on the day before the season and then, you know, the summer we got promoted to League One, I think we all agree, the recruitment last summer, like I don't, it is last season now, isn't it? Um, was just like for a team who's just done back to back promotions, we were back to League One, back where we came from to invest, to not invest, not back the manager and end up with you know, our best players was like Neil Downs, a 37 year old midfielder. And we end up with like Potter, and I like Potter, he's a good player, but like they were just the good players we got were too old. And they were injury prone. It was the fullback. I thought it was a good player we got from Preston. Callum Woods. Callum Woods, he was good. I like him. He's at FC United now. Is that where he's at? I think he's, he's much better. He was a great very, player, very but he good. was just. He was constantly just injured, wasn't he? Yeah, it was a chronic. It was like Darren Anderton times 10. And there were several players like that. And oh, just. I, I, for me, the, the two standout ones are Graham Alexander and Nigel Atkins, and the rumour mill today is, and we spoke about this before off air, that 
Adkins is well. Obviously, what did you say the the betting was? Was he eleven to ten? So basically, yeah, odds on. 11. Yeah, um, at the minute he is the firm favourite. I've heard from several people. One one of whom is has been right about everything that he said in the last couple of years, and he says he's the heavy heavy favourite. And if everything goes as it should do, um, it the job is his. He was he was he wanted it in the summer, but he wanted too much money, but. Circumstances have changed since, and I think we've said this. We we are for a manager now. We're a very attractive proposition to come into. We've got we've been underperformed, but there's still enough time of the season left. Plenty of time, you know. There's 36 games left to come in, turn us round, and get us up, pushing for promotion, pushing for the playoffs. And the squad we've got is good enough. This isn't a manager coming in. You know, and inheriting the 2014-15 relegation squad. This is not even someone coming in and inheriting the Brabham squad, where there was some useless dross in there as well. This is a, a squad good enough to be challenging up at the top of League Two. You'd argue that this squad is better than the squad we started last year in League One with, wouldn't you? Like man for man, you look around the team, maybe a couple of players. Um, but for me, we are an attractive proposition, and there's not, you know. For a club to sack the manager a lot of the time, they're not, you know, you'd look at it as a manager, like certainly one who wants to, you know, progress the career and go, do I want to take that job? You know, is it a good squad? What's the best I can achieve there? We're someone, like you say, who people could come in, even if it's still the end of the season, keep the stock high, you know, do the job for us and then go and get a bigger job. At the minute, it sounds horrible, doesn't it, to be used and abused like that? Like, uh, not even the top class prostitute. Well, Paul, something you know you'd know about, isn't it? Is is prostitutes and sex workers and that sort of stuff. Wondered how long it come to get to. But at the minute, we're not in a position to say no. So you know, if if Nigel Adkins wants to come in, or Paul Cook or the Cowleys want to throw us about a bit, get us promoted, and then fuck off to Sunderland. By all means, do it. Use us and abuse us, please. Um, but back to the point, I would say, even Great Alexander, not many people seem to have brought, a few people brought him up, but he's got a really good track record. His record was, he's been promoted from League Two with Fleetwood. He was sacked at Fleetwood when they were in the playoff, uh, I think they were fifth when he was sacked in League One. He got Scunthorpe into the League One playoffs. They narrowly lost to Millwall in a semi-final over two legs by one goal. And then he was sacked the following year with them in the playoff places, still Scunthorpe, and now they're in bloody League Two with us. And then he did a great job at Salford, got them out of National League and, you know, finished, they ended up like 11th last year when it was PPG, wasn't it? And then they were fifth this year when he got sacked. Obviously, <laughs> ironic that it was our result against him that got him sacked. He's the kind of guy I'd be going for. My only concern with Adkins is that his recent record, he's obviously he's been out of the game for a year, uh, nearly two years now. His last job was Hull and they are a basket case club. But, he's, you know, what he achieved at Scunthorpe, Southampton, didn't do too well at Reading. Sheffield United again was a crazy club when he was there. It's but he's a local guy and he's played for us. Um, you know, he's he's managed at good levels. I'd I'd, I'd be happy with Adkins or Alexander. I, mean, I don't know about you two. Well, according to his website, Nigel Adkins uh, adds positivity. According to the uh, the little header on his uh, on his website. So. This is his CV. <laughs> well, I could you should I, check I, out his website and it's, it's uh, crazy it's uh, interesting let's see 
<laughs> the, uh, well. I've got with Adkins. I've like it feels like it makes so much sense. No, it but, ticks a lot of the boxes, Jake, doesn't it? But then, in the same way, it also ticks a few negative boxes. The same boxes of like Birkenhead lad brought up here, mum and dad live on the homelands. Like, is this just an easy place for Nigel to come? Yeah. It's a few quid. He's not really asked what time you're over. It's League Two. Like, this isn't a That's big job in the grand scheme of his career. Like, he's he's now at a point where, where we were saying about stepping stones. Nigel Atkins, I don't think, is particularly interested in having a stepping stone anymore. So, doesn't need one, does he? You no, know, that's it. So, could this just be an easy few quid from here till the end of the season for him? And that's always the worry, but then that's a risk you take with a manager who's been out the game for, well, what was it now, two years, 18 months? Um, um, June 2019, he was, he was, I don't know, I'm not sure if he was sacked. Turned down um, the no, he, contract. Yeah, he, he, he turned down... Um, they they wanted to renew his contract, didn't they? Yeah. The quote was Paul. Um, he said that his and the, the club's future were not aligned. He's quite, isn't he? He's very much a um, like anyone who follows him on Twitter and sees his daily videos. He, he loves a mango, doesn't he? He's quite. Um, I'd say he's, he's almost the antithesis of Jackson in a way, isn't he? In terms of his outlook on life. He's, he's quite new age, isn't the term? Is it? Do you know what I mean, like hippie. Hippie isn't the right word either. But he's he's very like open to new ideas. Um, he seems he seems happy with his life. He doesn't strike me as the kind of manager who's going to come in and you know give the Fergie hairdryer treatment. I think he's an he seems like an educated man. He was a physio, wasn't he as well? So, um, to to me, someone like that, I'd be happy with the club being in his hands. It's always nice to have a Birkenhead connection, isn't it? And a, you know, a, a Tramia connection somewhere along the lines. But I just feel that, I mean, he made 80, he made 86 appearances for us um, in the early mid eighties. I'd be happy with him. I'd be happy with Graham Alexander. I think they've both achieved enough, certainly in, in their managerial careers. And they're both still relatively young as well, aren't they? It's not like we're getting, you know, the last thing we wanted was, a journeyman manager who's on the mar- managerial round. Michael Adams. Yeah, Exhibit A. Um, coming in. He is... Oh, let's not talk about it. He's banned from the podcast now. Let's not. <laughs> let's not talk about it. They're the ones for me. Some people, John McGreal has been mentioned. Um, no, thank you, by the way. Yeah, the, the Colchester fans weren't happy with him. No, they weren't happy with him at all. The one thing I will say, just dead quick, yeah, is I didn't know Adkins had turned down a contract in his last club. And that puts me in a lot more ease that should he decide to come and bring himself back into the game. Obviously, at that point then, if he's turning down contracts, you're taking yourself away from it. So if he then decides to bring himself back into it, then it can only be for the right reasons, I suppose. Um, well, yeah, um, that puts me in a lot more ease. To be fair, of the idea of Adkins coming and want you know really wanting to do a proper job if he, if he was to want to come, it's big. Like say you look at the clubs he's managed: Scunthorpe, Southampton, Reading, Sheffield United, Hull. You forget what like, what he achieved at, at Southampton. 
Southampton. Was, I, I always thought he should never have been sacked. He when, shouldn't. When remember, he was, he was he was sacked with them. I don't think we were in a relegation zone. He was replaced by Pochettino, and it was a huge outrage when he was replaced by Pochettino. People said it was a show. Young English manager who's achieved great things being sacked for this foreign fella. It's just it was you know as it turned out, Pochettino was a lovely fella and has achieved you know great things since. It, it didn't work out for Atkins at Reading. Uh, for one reason or another, you show, but like you say, he's um, he's probably. I think he probably feels he has got something to prove, you know, because like you say, his, his last three jobs, Reading, Sheffield United, and Hull, he didn't achieve great things at any of them. So, you know, I, I think he's got something to prove. He'll want to be like, look, what I achieved at Scunthorpe and Southampton. It wasn't they weren't flukes. I can do it again. So. Yeah, and I'd say, especially with Southampton, I, I argued at the time, and I, I said the same about Eddie Howe, and Eddie Howe obviously in the end did. I said, like, when there were people calling for his Eddie, had, Eddie Howe had every right to be the manager to take Bournemouth down. From, from where he picked them up in League Two, and from where um, Nigel Adkins picked Southampton up and then to go and get sacked the way he did, he had every right to to be in the dogfight if they ended up in a relegation dogfight. And if they go down, then maybe, yeah, if you want to get rid of him, get rid of him. But he's got every right to be there and to fight because, Jesus Christ, he took you there. Without him, you'd still be floundering around in League One. Well, I think people forget as well, he took Scunthorpe to the Championship twice. And the yeah. second time there, he kept them up. He kept Scunthorpe up in the Championship. And... I think yeah, we've spoke a few times about what's the ultimate goal for us as a club, um, realistically in you know the next ten years. I think Palios has said it as well. That, you know, realistically, our ceiling, our very highest ceiling, is surviving in the championship, isn't it? Realistically, that, that's for a club like us now. The in way the football is, future, definitely. Yeah, um, it would be to somehow get our way into the championship and just try and survive. Basically, where Wickham are now, just trying to survive and he's done that with Scunthorpe you know, a club you know we've had our run-ins with them in the past but they're a very similar club to us aren't they it's just a small club you know maybe not as local to other clubs as we are to Liverpool and Everton the big clubs but you know unless you're from Scunthorpe and like you've got a family tie there's no reason to support them is there there's no reason to support them and then he obviously took Southampton from League One to the Premier League so and then yeah Reading not the best. Did okay, like, but... And then Sheffield United Hall. So he should have something to prove. He should have that thing. You know, and he seems like a motivated guy to me. So if it, if it doesn't, it does seem at the minute he is the clear favourite. The rumours, you know, coming from the people who are normally right, saying that the job is his if he wants it. I'll try and find, the, like, you know, the exact quote I got. I got a text on the sly. You know, like we all do, Paul. Yeah, I'm a club rat, a club grass. Now the ball's gone. Um, We're basically still said, getting him. You know, it wasn't me in the first place. <laughs> yeah. Um, it basically <laughs> said, uh, first choice is Adkins, uh, and it'll be <laughs> till the end of the season. Yeah, I mean, Bucky's a very early long. And the fact that he's such short favourite and everybody else is like such long odds seems to suggest that um, it's almost a done deal. But um, see, I disagree with no uh, club statement mid mid pod. So 
What is there now? <laughs> no, oh, there's been another one. Fucking hell. <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> Matt Hart can't take it, Paul. Don't do that. I can't do another breaking news. You did I it so to... well on Saturday. Do you, know, do you know how much it costs to fucking buy that yellow breaking news ticker off Sky Sports? <laughs> I had to get it on loan for that. My mum my mom was shouting up because she heard me talking. I was like, what's the breaking news? <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, I'd, oh, can you imagine how much I'd smack? Like, get me on Sky Sports News. Have you seen some of the people they have on, like, Sky Sports Football on the YouTube now? Like, who, who are these, like, celebrity people they have on? Yeah. Same like soccer, these people and like giving the views on football. I'm like, I've never hit, presumed they're like YouTube stars. I'm an old fuddy duddy now, aren't I? I'm not, I'm not down with the kids. Like, all that. Hey, like someone, like, who's chunks? Who's chunks? YouTube. Or is it, no, I think he might be a rapper or something. Don't know. Like, the only chunks I know is what comes out on a Sunday after I've had my Saturday Donna kebab. That's it. <laughs> and just, just while we're on this topic, I remember when Soccer Aid was full of world class footballers. This fucking chunks. The highlight. I, I'm sick of seeing it on Facebook and Twitter. The highlight of this soccer aid was this chunks coming on this big fat rapper. <laughs> I remember it was like Zidane and Kaka and Ronaldinho versus John Terry and Beckham and fucking the rest of the boys. Right, now, do you know what? It turned into this shambles. You know can get left back. What's happened? Bloody Paul Harper coming on and trying to be Ben Tollett down the wing again. Hey, saying I'll pull off as the best player than Chunks. What what was thinking oh, back like the the most hated Paul Harper social media post of all time? Was it the goal recreation or was it the transfer day? Oh. I, I might have to go back and try Universally hated. Try and find that tweet that you did that it was a wasn't it? It was a light a joke of you pretending, you know, driving out the car park in your car and people Hated it. Yeah, that was like all of a sudden the whole world <laughs> lost its sense of humour and Paul got absolute pelted. Oh, I look, Jake, and I loved every second. I, I, <laughs> the pelters were undeserved. Do you know, it, it was, I, it made me smile, Paul. Was it? Was that, it wasn't Brabham's season, was my it? Idea. it was Mickey's first season, wasn't it? I think it was the year we lost to Forest Green, so... It wasn't my idea. Who's well, was it, Chris Wood? We ended up, uh, we ended up signing... Oh, what was his name? Drissa Triore. Yeah, we didn't We signed him a bit earlier. Aaron uh, Collins. He's just showing some confidence name. Aaron uh, Collins, Sousa. wasn't it? Oh, yeah, Sousa uh, and uh, Aaron uh, Collins. Yeah, the, the winger from um, on loan from Accrington. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what a guy. Right, Paul. Just a quick one. Go on. Whose idea was it? Uh, Chris Wood. Right. I'm going to answer. Paul, I don't mean to make you feel five years old again, but if Chris Wood told you to put your hand in a fire, would you do it? <laughs> yeah. I expected him that much. <laughs> well, you put your hand in a YouTube fire that day and got burned. Damn straight you did. and I, Oh, God, it still makes me laugh, Paul. When I'm feeling down, I just think about all the hate you got repeatedly. <laughs> Let, Matt, let's tweet it again tonight see if, you can, if we can find it let's tweet it again tonight but encourage criticism yeah right how could you find it like I, do you know what? I'll do a little search if oh. I put like Tramier transfer oh, yeah. deadline day do you think it'll come up 
say, can everyone please tell us which exact second in this video you hate the most? <laughs> Prize for the winner. Um. So then, like, we should probably try and keep this down to an hour, aren't we? Like, not you know, the usual um, rambling nonsense. What, what are you yeah, thinking? Not that, yes. Obviously, you've got to wait for you know an announcement if it's who's it going to be new manager. But what do you, what are the hopes for the season? It's not too late, is it, to try and make that top seven? Surely. Um, no, no, it's no not. definitely not. But I think we need the next appointment very quickly. If if it's not too late, like within the next seven days, maybe. Um, He's got to be in for Saturday for me. There's, there's not going to be one tomorrow, is it? Yes. That's <laughs> poor fan. I've just seen a, a, a link buzzer on my phone. Um, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I was literally thinking to myself today. Don't tomorrow, tell you, I'll never, I'll never give you nothing. Tomorrow is either going to be, I was thinking about tomorrow, it's going to be, I'd imagine, Parky. Assuming that J- um, Jacko's backroom staff aren't being trusted, which you'd hope they're not. Um, yeah. Surprise! No caretakers been named, or I'd imagine it'd be Parky or a, a player manager duo of Peter Clark and Jay Speeden. I'd guess if I had to. Someone, well, someone sent me Jake today a thing of odds for Jay Speeden player manager at like twenty five to one. I think it was, and I just then no, I went like talk about kicking a man when he's down. I, can you imagine that? Can you imagine? The scary thing is, Matthew, I can't. Oh, God, no. No. He's not... Mark Palios is not... <coughs> does not suffer fools. But if there's that a would... man in that... If there's a, a chairman in League 2 with big enough conkers to say, do you know what? Fuck you. If I want to do it, I'll do it. And make him um, player manager, then it's Mr. P. He's not fucking Glenn Oddle. You know what I mean? Player manager at Swindon, getting him into the Prem. He's been... He almost sums up our season in a way. I don't want to pick on one player, but Jay Spearman come in, and I was... You said this on Saturday. I said... You I picked s- on someone. I s- well, <laughs> I said, I'm not a target on players, he said. After <laughs> absolutely ripping the back out of four players. Well, I'm about to. Me and Jay... When we all agreed when we signed him, especially me and Jake, we said... I wouldn't have signed him. From what I've seen of him, he's passed it. His legs have gone. And the type of player he, he is or was, he's not anymore because he's lost his legs. And that's what made him you know, that tenacious, you know, little snappy, biting at your legs midfielder. And the first like three or four games, all my fears were compounded and it was true. And then, like we did, like the, the Cambridge game, the Scunny game, and then, you know, it was like, hang on a minute. This is the player that we hoped we were getting. It. He was brilliant. He ran the match at Cambridge, probably. And then he's regressed like the rest of the team have over the last few games and just been, well, he was dropped completely, wasn't he? Didn't even get, a, he was on the bench, didn't even get a minute on Saturday. So, I just think this season has been, it seems like Jackson, that when Jackson got the job, I think we were all a little bit like, mm, it stinks of like the cheap option, the easy option, so to speak, doesn't it? But then at the same time, we we all wanted him to do well. We were all like, I I hope it works, not just you know for us selfishly because we want Charmy to do well, but because of him being a part of the great times of the last three or four years, and of course he was a great servant. You know, did two or three years as a centre half, 
And it's such a shame that the, the, it's not just that it hasn't worked out, but it's been such a disaster. And you do wonder, it like, where does he go from here, Jackson? Where, where does he go? Does he go back, you know... I can't see him getting another job as a manager. He's only ever worked with... No, he's only ever worked work with Mickey. And a lot of people... A few people asked a question um, last night and the day before. Why didn't he go with Mickey to Dundee United? I was told by people at both clubs that he didn't... Jacko didn't want to go up to Scotland. That was the, the main part of it. Well, the whole reason Mickey wants is, you know, he's, he's Scottish, isn't he? Uh, it's Paul Harper having to go with the whole nation of Scotland there, all you Rabsy Nesbitt fans. Yeah, if you're fan, fans of Still Game and Limmy's show, get in touch Paul, at Paul Harper82 for the abuse. We're going to post a video of him um, <laughs> that you can have a go at in a bit. Paul, you'll have to retweet that on the, um, or you, you'll have to repost that on the This Is Trammy one for us all to have a laugh at. Oh, thank you. Look oh, forward to it. But, yeah, I, where do you think then, Paul? Where does. Does Jacko go? He's, the thing you'll say about Jacko is he's not short of confidence, is he, in himself and his ability? No, and you know he's an excellent coach, and as, yeah. as we've said, like he's a really good number two, first team coach, whatever. So I don't think he'll have any shortage of offers. You know, he's he's no, got I... plenty of plenty of contacts within the game. It will be, you know, at, at clubs here, there, and everywhere. I don't think he'll have any any trouble getting back in the game in terms of uh, coaching role. He'll never manage again, and I'm pretty sure that this experience has put him off for life. So, um, you know, stick to what you're good at, stick to what you know, and yeah, he'll be a, a good a good member of a, a coaching team somewhere along the line in the not too distant future. Pretty sure, but yeah, just hasn't hasn't worked out, has it? Yeah. Sadly. Well- that's exactly it, I think. Do you know what, like, obviously, you sort of forget, because we had Mickey, who come with the full shebang of a, a whole team he wanted to bring with him. A lot of managers don't have that. And I think if you haven't got that, then you look, when you get your next job, you're looking, right, what what number twos can I work with? And, you know, football is quite a, a small game in that sense of, the people who are involved in the professional game because it's hard to break into. And that's why it almost creates a little bit of a merry-go-round. And then the people who, who would say, you, you've got your next job at your Scunthorpe or your Fleetwood or your you're there and everywhere. Someone might say, oh, Mike Jackson. Mike Jackson didn't go to um, didn't go up to Dundee with Mickey Mellon, did he? Got sacked by a Tramier. What's he doing now? And I think that, as we were saying, probably is his level and a level where he's proved he can cut it and be successful. So I, I suppose as I don't think he'll have any shortage of offers over the next say 12 months but it's just where where he wants to find himself but I think he'd be foolish to say he doesn't want to be a number two again put it that way. Yeah I, 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 it's it's sad, isn't it, that, again, it didn't work out, but you'd be you'd be bonkers or balmy, wouldn't you, as a club, if you, you went, who do you want as a gaffer? Jacko did the good... Like, it's... Yeah. You you do wonder that, you know, Mickey's sort of turned the tide a little bit. I think in recent weeks at Dundee United, they got a good win at the weekend. Yeah. They're in fifth, but they're, you know, miles behind even fourth and third, and let alone, you know, how far they are behind the old firm. But, they started really well, and... 
I think we've seen that in Mickey. To be honest, I always thought that Mickey is a not not him as a person. Should I say? But Mickey Mellon teams seem to go through spells. We, the, the, I think they started very well and then they dropped away, didn't they? And then obviously, I say they won at the weekend. But I've seen Tramia do that. Don't forget, we've seen Tramia be absolutely awful. Not absolutely awful, but I mean, we weren't great at all at the start of the League Two season, were we? But then, what was it in the end? Nine games on the trot. And then, Seven again, we got. Yeah, and then again, after that, we dropped a few points again. So it's like Mickey Mellon teams do seem to go through that. And again, it's what I was saying with the motivation where I think once Mickey gets you playing well, he makes you believe you can fucking beat anyone. Um, so hopefully, after I went on the weekend for them, he can sort of string a few results together. And I don't think, you know, you'd have to be fantastic to go and challenge the old firm in Scotland at the minute. Scotland's shite, except them to everyone who knows it. But um, I'd love to see go and challenge say, Aberdeen and go and really challenge to try and be that, that third team in Scotland because I, I, I think I think you'd have to take fucking Mourinho there or Jürgen Klopp to go and be fucking to challenge the old firm in Scotland I think they can be that the thing they've got to think is and I said this when I did that, that Dundee the um, Dude Fox podcast at the start of the season when they, speaking about Mickey when he just he hadn't even gone at the minute it was just rumoured but they've got to realise it's the same as as, as we had to realise, you've got a. It's their first year back after I think four, maybe five years in the championship. They're not just going to get back there and be as good as your Aberdeen or your Hibs who've been back, you know. And especially you look at their squad; they haven't got a great squad at all. I know that there's some, there's loads of small sides there, you know, St Johnston, um, you know, Livingston, Ross County, Hamilton, and they should be beating them. But for me. I, a top six finish there would be a great achievement his first year. He's had his best player, yeah, uh, Shank- Shanklin's been injured. He's just getting back to form, and their form has picked up now that he's fit again. They'll they'll probably end up selling him next year or in the next couple of years. They'll get good money. He'll probably end up going to Rangers or Celtic, but there's good money there. They've just got to. I, I know that some Dundee United fans still do listen to this as well. They've just got to stay. Um, and stick with him like we did. Look what we did. He could very easily have gone after that Wrexham game, couldn't he, in, in 2017. Um, I don't think any of us would have argued if he'd have gone after that defeat. But we stuck with him, and then we got back-to-back promotions, and I firmly believe we would have stayed up last season had we been able to play out the season. Um, but, yeah, it's it's interesting times, isn't it? So we probably nearly wrap it up. Yeah, should we go through a couple now. of these tweets? Yes, please. But do Paul, but the tweets are coming in in insane numbers. Thanks for tagging me in at Paul. Me fuck it, like notifications on my phone. I've just been given a five-minute warning, by the way. Under the thumb, mate. Paul Harper, everyone. Paul, big mouth, big time Harper. What, what's for tea tonight, Paul? Uh, gammon. You are gammon, aren't you? You and your bloody Brexit views, and yeah, yeah. Do you know Paul so, Harper's managed to vote so, for Trump by proxy somehow? Well, let's go through some tweets first. <laughs> <laughs> SWA Midlands. Um, intriguing thing is this: Palios saying maybe a short-term deal would get someone back into management. Would love Cook, but just cannot see a breakfast with Nige would be delightful. Wouldn't it be amazing if on one of his um, breakfast videos he just says, oh, by the way, I'm the new champion manager. I wouldn't put it past him. 
<laughs> be alone. Uh, Do you know what, Paul? I could, I could half see that because pa- Palios would be in, he's into shit like that. And he, do you remember the other year when he done that? That's how he announced Andy Cook, wasn't it? With yeah. um, in the middle of, a, of an AGM, he was just like, uh, sorry, or a Q&A, he was just like, oh yeah, and by the way, um, yeah. we've lost a bit of a chunk of the budget because we've just signed Andy Cook. So who knows? He might, he might say to Nigel Atkins, we'll get you on a periscope with the club and we'll we'll set you up with a live um, a live breakfast, breakfast show with Trammy Rovers on Saturday morning. Yeah, who knows? Right, uh, Tom Gill says, would love Paul Cook, proven success at this level on higher. Doubt he's at our end of the market, though. Reckon Paul Hurst or John McGrail will get it. Neither of them particularly excite me. Um, will Gilbert says Palios has to get it right. Adkins would be a huge statement. Uh, Chloe Williams, if an average contract for a manager is two years, then Tranmere have made the equivalent of two first-half managerial substitutions in the last six years. One early in the second half and one that quit. Not great. I think the infectious positivity and proven record of Adkins is is much needed. Um, yeah, lots of people... Um, Adkins, Sam Robinson, uh, if we want long-term, Keith Hill wasn't great at Bolton, but looking at this season, their problems clearly go beyond the manager. Did a great job with Rochelle. Not a bad, not a bad job, that is it. No, he's not, is he? I've always rated Keith Hill. Uh, Royza808 says, uh, head says Alexander, uh, so Graham Alexander, as he has uh, recent successful spell in management and would consider us. Um, let's see if there's any others. Few she shouts for Cowley. Um, a few people saying so. Campbell is a bit of a comedy value on that uh, on that betting list. So I I don't like Sol Campbell as a person, which puts me off getting him as a manager. Even though I just say he did do a good job at Macclesfield, and I I think he will be a good manager, but he's got it almost. I hate to use the phrase "get over yourself." If you want That's to be good, it. it's the same thing as Jackson. Like I said, that as a player. You have to respect your manager, don't you? The main thing is, or just in life, whoever your superior is in your job, if you don't respect them, you're never going to do your job properly, are you? Even subconsciously, you're going to give 95% instead of 100%. You've got to respect your boss. And the thing is, he's achieved so much in the game. He was a, a brilliant player. And I just think that he's going to struggle to get another job because of how he's like handled himself around them. It's, it's, you know, he looks like a good... His achievement, keeping Macclesfield up was insane. Probably like since Paul Ince kept them up years and years ago. And Paul Ince has been out the game, hasn't he, for years? As Paul Harper looks like he's going off to have his dinner. Yeah. Um, final thoughts. I'm not going to eat it on air this time. Mate. So <laughs> no, after that. I'm going uh, to log off. I'll see, you, uh, I'll see you tomorrow. Okay, yeah, for the post match. Remember, it's six o'clock kickoff, is it tomorrow? Harrogate? Yeah. Or seven? Is it six? I'm not well, I'll be there I, anyway. I'll, I'll find out and confirm in a minute for us. Cheers, Paul. Go and eat All your right, dinner. Take it easy. See you later. Me and Jake will wrap this up. Um, what are your final thoughts, then, Jake, on if it is Adkins or if it's uh, Alexander? I think it looks like it's Adkins. What are your hopes, then, for the the rest of the season? Um, rather than that, I think I'll, I'll end with a do you, do you remember two stars and a wish when you were in school? Of your teacher to put on of two things, two things you've done well and one thing to do better. But it'll be two managers I'd like, and actually it's hard to narrow it down to the one I wouldn't, I suppose. But um, I'd say I definitely want 
an Adkins or a Alexander. I'm going to rule out any of the other big names just because I think they're too big for us. And I just don't want a... Where I said I, I could see a player manager happening, I honestly really could. And I pray, I pray it isn't. Um, Andy Parkinson, lovely fella, but I, we don't need another another internal promotion, definitely. And I'd say so, like the likes of a Saul Campbell or a Paul Hurst, personality-wise, just don't come across well. So Paul Hurst, I just want later, someone yeah. who can get everyone together. And I think the two names, who, the two obvious names, you can get everyone back pulling in the same direction is Adkins and Alexander. I think they're the, they're the two real name, realistic names who can bring everything back together the way the way the Mickey announcement did. Mickey brought everything together. Everyone was delighted pulling in the same direction. And obviously the Cowleys and Cook would do that, but I think you've got to stick to your fucking budget. Uh, I, I said to you and Paul in the group earlier, you know yourselves, Palios is money, man. And if it, if we hit a point where Palios thinks there's any sort of risk of this club going under, he will not make the appointment. So yeah. I think that rules them too out because I think he knows full well, you know, with, with no guaranteed income until God knows when now, they're out, they're out the price range. Unfortunately, as much as I'd love to have them, they're out the price range. So your Adkins, Alexander may even be out the price range, let's be honest. Fleetwood and Salford have got a few quid. They will have been giving him good money. Alexander may end up being out the price range. He'll want a job though, won't he? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I do think he will want a job. And that, I think he comes into potentially the stepping stone category if he comes yeah. to us. Um, whereas Adkins, I think, is there's a reason. And I say, I don't really think the bookies get it right. Um, because John McGreal was one to three at one point in the summer. The bookies don't always get it right, especially not with Tramia. Because, no. you know, they, they go off so little. They can get loads of sources for the big clubs with us. They go off so little. So Adkins is by no means a done deal. But I think he's the one at the minute who makes the most sense and could bring the most, the, the best immediate impact amongst the fans and the club, at least, to sort of tie yeah. a few loose ends together again. And at the minute, I think we all need, much like when Mickey came in. It, we all, almost got to start again, haven't we? Back to basics. It, get yeah. the club, get the fans all back on side. Get fine. You'll get ideally get everyone fit and not suspended, and then find his best eleven because there's a great, there's a great, there's a great like fifteen, sixteen squad there of that can really do things in this league. I firmly believe that. I think all the fans do. It's just a matter of you know getting the right man in. And for me at the minute, Adkins. He, he ticks all the boxes for me. Graham Alexander also ticks all the boxes. Obviously, cooking the Cowleys would as well, but I just, like I said, I just can't see financially and from them from their career perspective why they'd want to drop down. Um, but you know, hopefully, you don't know. There's rumours that whoever it is could be in charge before tomorrow. If I, I personally, if I, if I was asked to take it, you know, not me, but if I was, you know, um, one of the managers. I wouldn't want to take it tomorrow. You'd want Saturday. You'd want a bit of time, wouldn't you? You'd maybe be announced before the game, but do that thing where he's not in charge, but he might go down at half-time and have a word. He's in the stands. Um, but I'm, I, from what I believe, he's, whoever the new man is, he will be in charge for Saturday. And, yeah, it's almost a free game because it's FA Cup, isn't it? So, you know, yeah. if we lose, we haven't lost anything really, is it? So it, it, it's a perfect first game for him against the team in the league above who... Yeah, we've got a bit of um, 
bit of argy bargy with from last year because they obviously voted us to uh, to be relegated. It's I'm very times. beatable, by the way. Yeah. Very beatable. Um, yeah, they are. So, I'd say it's, it's not doom and gloom if we lose. Ten's only one a few managers would like to come into. So, let's just wait and see. I'd say I'm interested immediately to see because I don't think we would have anyone in time for tomorrow unless he only really spoke to one person. You know, if, if Mark's got w- one man in mind, then maybe he could be in for tomorrow. But other than that, I think then obviously it, it'd be a few days away, yes, at, at bare minimum. So yeah. I'm interested to see who takes over tomorrow. And hopefully, whoever it is, look, even before them, you, you see it all the time where interim managers start well because at the end of the day, it's a kick up the ass for the whole club when a man loses his job. Um, yeah. Because I said, there's, there's, as much as I, I slated Peter Clark earlier on, if what I think happened could have happened. Um, the, the likes of him in the dressing room will be looking around saying, right, well, fucking hell, Peter, you know, he's, he's a kid, he's a... Um, people like that are fathers and you'd always have that guilt looming over your head then of, could I have done better? That, that man's just lost his job because of me. Yeah. You know, Mike Jackson's got kids and Mike Jackson's just lost his job. I didn't play very well. Could I have done better in them first 10 games? And then it it does it becomes a rocket up the ass even before the next managers come in for players to say right okay well we've got to get our shit together boys. And I think Jay Speedens and the the Mark Ellis's and the Scott Davis and the Peter Clarks in the dressing room will be saying right lads this isn't good enough now it's not good enough for us either so let's fucking go and we will kick on from here and hopefully the next manager whoever he may be. We'll no doubt be watching that tomorrow, I'd imagine. Um, but, you know, if you're linked with the Tammy Rovers job, you want to go and have a look, don't you, and see what it's about? I mean, Jake, it sounds... I, I can only presume that you're now crawling through the tunnel that you've dug in yourself, like in the Shawshank Redemption, because you've gone all muffled, and it sounds like you are crawling on all fours through a tiny tunnel to escape the, the prison that you're in. Or are you in a car now? Um, we're in the escape vehicle, yeah. Ah, we're going right, to get so our you've... first, our oh, first haircut on the outside world before, oh, mate, so... before we go into lockdown. Breaking news, Jake here has escaped prison, everyone, so great stuff. Breaking Matt, news. Please twice. don't break it like that, because oh, then f- yeah. people know of escape. I'll edit it out. Okay, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> I won't get time to finish my haircut. Oh, and that would be a disaster, wouldn't it? Yeah. But, so, yeah, if I was muffled, then I don't know how much you heard of that. Well, hopefully Some of enough, yeah, hopefully enough, enough for it to be people to get what I was trying to. Hopefully, people were picking up what I was putting down, yeah. and the players can sort the reds out for tomorrow. I mean, I don't want to worry you as well, Jake, but I don't know if Paul realizes, but he's left his video on Skype on, and I can see into his front room. So I don't know if it's worth sticking around to see what he gets up to later. I think we all know because we know why he was, you know, sacked from Tramia. But we did sign a non-disclosure. But you know, who knows what we might get to see? Might get a little. I don't night. want to be arrested as any sort of third party. Yeah. So I'm yeah, definitely going to close the video. I don't want to be a witness in this. You'll be sent straight back where you came from. Exactly. Yeah. You good. Know, point. I've, got enough, ro- I've got enough heat on me, Matt. Without, <laughs> yeah, damn without straight. being a witness to Paul. <laughs> Paul's sordid, ugh, sexual fantasies. 
Um, (laughs) That was uh, This is Tramia, a little chat there about possible new managers ahead of the Harrogate game tomorrow. I will find out before we wrap it up. Just let me check the kickoff time. I swear it's even earlier than seven. I think it's it might even be half past six. Let me just double check. Um, tomorrow we kick off away. Oh, there's 7 p.m. But no, I think it didn't get moved forward. I might be wrong. It says officially on the Sky Sports app that we kick off at 7 p.m. tomorrow night away at Harrogate. Probably not. I have to say seven as well. So yeah, we'll trust that. Um, yeah, that's the next game. Then we got Accrington at home in the FA Cup first round on Saturday. I, I believe the new man will be in charge by then. Um, so we'll have a post-match pod tomorrow straight after the Harrogate game. And then if a new manager is um, installed before Saturday, we might try and get together and do a little shorter pod just talking about that. Depends on who it is. Nigel Atkins is the odds-on favourite, and all rumours at the minute seem to be pointing that way. But we all know how quickly things can change in football. Get in touch if you enjoyed the show. Any questions, queries whatsoever. At This Is Tramia on Twitter, at Paul Harper 82 at JKO Double H, and I'm at Matt Hibbert to get in touch. I'll give a little, quick little plug here. If you like your football and stuff, get on my Patreon. It's my fucking pinned tweet. Patreon.com forward slash Matt Hibbert. Uh, £1 a week, £4 a month. Loads of football pods, instant reaction pods to the weekend's football, European football, A to Z music pods, conspiracy pods, just loads of fucking podcasts. £1 a week, £4 a month. Um, it really does help me out if you would feel like subscribing it is my pinned tweet on Twitter at Matt Hibbert or just go to patreon.com forward slash Matt Hibbert that is it I'm off to have I'm having a roast dinner on a Monday don't ask questions it's just happening Um, and I think my girlfriend is about to come in and probably punch me in the head because I didn't answer the phone because we were doing this podcast fantastic times Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with the post-match podcast for the Harrogate game up the fucking tram Jake quick go 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 before the plodder on you